Support for Old Kentucky Tales comes from the Jackson Purchase Historical Society, whose mission is to promote the interest, study, and preservation of Western Kentucky's history. Partnering with regional organizations to host events and programs, the Jackson Purchase Historical Society welcomes historians from the professional to the amateur to become a member. There are links to historical videos, biographies, archives, and more about becoming a member online at jacksonpurchasehistory.org. Under the leadership of that haughty woodsman, Daniel Boone, a large party set out for the new land, Kentucky. Where else comes to be pretty like me? I'm Colonel Harold Sanders, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my Kentucky Fried Chicken. Have I told you you people are crazy? This is Old Kentucky Tales, the only podcast that solemnly swears that we have never been involved in a failed experiment to replace rubber. Today's title is Talking and Inventing Gum at the Same Time. I am your host, Brent Taylor. To my left is the man who occasionally erupts in a spasm of sarcasm, mm-hmm. Jason Donner. That's not too bad. I think that's his wrestling name. <laughs> the spasm. spasm of sarcasm. The spasm of sarcasm. <laughs> I'm going to pin you one, two, three. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> See the spasm. <laughs> In this episode of Old Kentucky Tales, our main event will examine the backstory behind the invention of chewing gum. In our bonus material, we'll have a special tribute to Todd for Producer Appreciation Month. Mm. And along the way, don't forget to support the fake history sponsors who support Old Kentucky Tales. The products are real, only the sponsorship is fake. The vacuum cleaner is one of the common home appliances driven by a motor. Vacuum cleaners! Vacuum cleaners! This is easy, Mother. It gathers dust and I don't have to wrap my head up in the towel. You make my dress and I will clean house. Hopkinsville, Kentucky, and vacuum cleaners. So can you imagine today Hmm. you're marketing this as something where the children can pick up more of the household slack? I bet there were a lot of ads like this. I think we did one one time like this. We saw one with some brooms. It was the, it was the same kind <laughs> That's of thing. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the vacuum. Oh, it doesn't hurt them to do a little help. No, of course it doesn't. I mean, is it, uh, but could you could you get away with it today? Oh think? no, not to add like, like I'm gonna let's put these kids buy to some work. Chore tools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people would love it, of course. But anyway. Um, yeah, it's just it's funny. There's a picture of a kid doing that. Like, are they wrapping their head in a wet towel because the dust is so bad they can't <laughs> breathe it? That's all that could mean. I right? think it's something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that maybe clean more frequently, <laughs> <laughs> or use better tools like this particular yeah, vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah, you want that, don't you? Oh, uh, a little bit of help around the house. Did you do some chores when you were a little Brent? Yeah, uh, I did some vacuuming. What was your your thing to do? I did some vacuuming. I did some dishwashing. You did? Okay. And then uh, then I had a – we grew up on a a small farm, so there was always like – Yeah. You know, it wasn't my regular chore. Like it it wasn't one of these like milk the cow every morning thing, but it was like – Hey, could you run down there and feed the cattle? You're like, okay. Yeah, sure. I actually had a death-defying experience doing that one. Oh, feeding a cow? Yeah, because cows don't like you to be too close to them. Huh. And I got a little too close, <laughs> and the cow went to kick me, and, right. it, and, and she was going to kick me right in the worst so possible place. Okay, so she only kicked backwards in a backwards 
backwards direction. and kind of like to the side a little yeah. bit. Yeah, she knew they where like you a were. Little, little right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I was you like, were what, back like there. eleven. Yeah, I was probably around that age. Okay. And she kicked, <laughs> and she would have hit me in the worst possible place. Uh huh. But the bucket was right there, and she kicked the bucket instead. Oh, right. Why did you have the bucket on your head? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you carry them. No, he was wearing oh. it as shorts, evidently. <laughs> oh. Oh, you were hiding. You were holding it at the time. I yeah. get it now. Yeah, I was taking the so bucket to the like, trough. This is it. This is and my this chance. is the moment. And she she went to but kick. But you happen to have right. Okay, you got saved by a bucket. Was there like a little hoof print in the bucket? <laughs> uh, I don't remember that detail of it, but it, but I felt very lucky to have escaped that day so then you ran back home and told everybody what happened like <laughs> oh my god Actually, how do you tell your mom that story by the way uh i, I don't know that i've told that too many times okay really. all right well, that's brent taylor they all just looked at you like just suck it up <laughs> no that's a nice little kid next time leave more space story. between you and the cow exactly. what are you stupid right Le- life lesson learned yeah <laughs> what became of the cow did you guys uh, talk about it? We you probably ate, ate her. <laughs> and I'm serious Aww. about that. <laughs> but you named her. What was her name? Delicious. Uh, I don't remember. I don't yeah. know which one it was. We did name them, though. We named them and ate them. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of did that, too, Brent. We <laughs> had a really? few chickens, a few cows. That was my childhood. Go reach under – you ever reach under a chicken and get an egg out of there? I have. They peck you a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. And it seems like it would hurt, but not really. Uh, not really, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit scary. <laughs> so, my, so it's funny. We all kind of had a similar upbringing, but – I didn't have to. Uh, I didn't have to feed the chickens or do any of that. My job was I had to cut all the firewood. Oh yeah, that's terrible too. That's that's the hard part. Oh, I loved it though. I you mean, did. Think about it. Yeah. I mean, you got this big axe and you put the log up there and you're splitting it oh, open. Oh, okay. And, well, mean, you I got was, to do actually the cutting yeah, part, yeah. not just the picking up off the yeah. ground part. No, 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 no. I mean, we 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 would gather it and then cut it into links and then yeah, I would yeah. split it. Yeah. It's it, it was. It know. is fun on the farm to use age inappropriate tools. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta right. say, like that was one of the, the the cool things about it. Yeah, go get me the axe, Jason. Okay, if you're sure, I will go get the axe. Exactly uh, right. Do you you mowed the lawn, right? Oh yeah, I did a lot of mowing. That was probably yes, my primary chore, actually. Chore, yeah, that's what I did. That's how I learned how to drive the mower. It was kind of like felt a like car. you were driving a little car. Yeah, it's true. Right, and you could sing and stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay. You you grew up a little different than I did. Uh, <laughs> with headphones, you mean? <laughs> Could barely hear it. <laughs> you weren't singing show tunes, were you? No, no. I was. Okay. I don't know what I was singing. What was I singing? Roxette. Little Ace of Bass. <laughs> I'm trying to age up here. I was singing some Kurt Cobain, little early Tupac. No, I was not mowing by then. You're right. <laughs> Roxette Culture Club. There you go. This is a podcast. Human League. <laughs> Human League. Yep. <laughs> oh, let's do a separate podcast that's not about history. It's that's about the us. next frontier. Is it's just it, about right? this nonsense. It's our history. Yeah. I guess speaking of that, we probably should move things along. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. It's yeah. time for the moment we've all been waiting for. The main event. You know, Jason, it's kind of funny. You take something like chewing gum; mm-hmm. it's pretty ubiquitous, right? Like it's all—it's—it's it's always there, and it's kind of always been there. 
in your entire lifetime, and then you don't think about something like that had an inventor. Right. Give it no thought. Very important when you're a little kid, gum. Yeah, you know, that's true. Get some gum to blow some bubbles. Yeah. Um, so this is about where did gum come from? Exactly. And turns out that it does have Kentucky origins, which is kind of fun. That man's name is John Colgan. John Colgan. And it's funny because you would think, you know, shouldn't this be more of a household name like Wrigley? Because Wrigley is associated with Right, gum. yeah, like his own gum company. Right. But uh, those people kind of came along in the second wave of all this. And then Colgan is that original inventor of it. Yeah, and, they just take it and make it, make it themselves. Yeah. Uh, and then take all the fame and the money. Yeah. That's, that's if that's the, fair to say, I'm going to take on Wrigley here at this moment. <laughs> uh, we're going to get a letter <laughs> from saying Wrigley. to cease and desist the podcast episode. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but, but that's, that's how so those gum, things tend to work, gum right? Gum isn't made out of rubber, right, Brent? Correct. Yeah. Uh, Although it's rubber-like. It is very rubber-like. Yeah. Um, it's from so a tree, we, right? Yeah, you got some tree products there. And we've got a couple of these ads to help get us to know this. And okay. then and then also, let's just go ahead and talk about it now. We've got this thing here uh, from the internet, which is going to tell us about Tolu balsam. Because this is Taffy Tolu gum. It's Col- Colgan's Taffy Tolu so gum. So this is his original recipe, so to speak. Exactly. And he does say that he's got multiple flavors. There's tolu itself as a flavor, cinnamon's a flavor, orange, peppermint, yeah. pepsin, and licorice. Mm-hmm. So six delicious flavors. Just old-fashioned flavors there. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so yeah. tolu is a type of plant then, tolu yeah. balsam. Yeah, so, a, so balsam tolu here. It says tolu balsam is a sap-like substance that comes from the myro xylon (laughs) balsamum tree. Another made-up word. It is used in medicine. People take tolu balsam for cough, bronchitis, swollen airways, and cancer. Dang. Tolu balsam is applied directly to the skin to treat bed sores, cracked nipples, cracked lips, and minor skin cuts. We've all been there. Yeah, so you, you're looking for something, right? And apparently uh-huh. this... Uh... Honey, get the balsam. <laughs> get the, where are you, Todd? Honey, get the balsam. I got bed sores for days. I'll be right there. <laughs> it says also some people inhale balsam balsam <laughs> yeah, to, to treat Because it's rubbed all over their body. The bed sores, the nipples, the lips. That's why they're inhaling. Minor it. skin cuts. Aren't those everywhere? Apparently they are. So it I'm has covered all in that. balsam. I can't breathe. <laughs> right. <laughs> Give me and a then, wet towel to wrap around my head. Of okay. Course. Yeah. Of course. So all right. So he made gum. And then also in food, it's used to flavor chewing oh, gum, sorry. foods, and beverages. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it says also too in manufacturing, it can be a fixative, a fragrance in soaps. Uh-huh. Cosmetics yeah. and as a flavoring and cough medicine. I like to put a little egg white in mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I bet, even though we're not very really famous with taffy tolu, that, that we could make I our own we, gum. Well, I, yeah, of course, <laughs> gum at home. That's where I was going That's with we this. Sell homemade gum to people. <laughs> Chew this. We made it in our office. 
Old Kentucky Chew. <laughs> <Old> Kentucky. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is not actually a bad idea. That shredded up fake tobacco gum that's right. turning children into to- tobacco users. <laughs> <laughs> it got you primed and ready, didn't it? Because it was like they're you know, oh my the, god, you got the yeah. baseball player yeah. and you're chewing. Yeah, yeah. uh huh. <laughs> I'm chewing that gum, and I'm in my mind, I'm totally pretending it's tobacco. Right. Same thing with those cigarettes. Oh, the candy cigarettes. Candy cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah, and the very first one you can you can blow a little. <laughs> Plume of smoke. There was one there. (laughs) Why can't we do stuff like that? All the fun candy is gone. Kids are so no, but they can't pretend to smoke a cigarette without really wanting to. Am I wrong? I I think think kids are smarter than that. I don't know. Okay. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to get on the edge, right? Well, you know what's funny about that. Colgan also marketed taffy tolu gum as a substitute for tobacco. So. <laughs> well, that's what we'll do. Right. The old Kentucky Tales chew. It's like it'll say, "Don't start tobacco with this." End Stop. tobacco. Yes. <laughs> well, they already have that. We'll and just darn. get some and Why we'll are shred all the it. Good up ideas taken. And we'll put it in a tobacco bag. <laughs> and your friends will never know the difference. No, no, no. I've got it. That, <laughs> what's What's the angle that has not been taken in all this? Uh, pipe. So you have a pipe. smokable gun. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke your gum. The old Kentucky way. <laughs> exactly. Like your Meemaw used to do. Oh, man. And it is funny because, and it's funny that we've kind of taken this health turn with it because yeah. that's another way that Colgan marketed this stuff was that when the Pure Food and Drug Act came along, Oh, everybody yeah. was scared. Like, ah. okay, well, well, what's in this? What's in that? I don't. I've never even thought about this before. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's but, a good thing because things were just like a product, right? And you just had it and whatever. And we've seen all these ads that are making these outrageous sure, claims and everything. Cures everything, right? So in this case, Colson is trying to use the Pure Food and Drug Act to his advantage, and sure. it basically says here that you know if it contains all this really nasty stuff then you're not allowed to have it anymore without disclosing it and whatever. Uh-huh. And, he's, and it says here, we hereby notify the wholesale and retail trade and the general public that none of the above ingredients are or ever have been or ever will be used in the mm. manufacture of Colgan's Taffy Tolu chewing gum. And further guarantee the dealers and general public absolute protection against any violation of the above law, thereby rendering everybody blameless and harmless and okay. so that's <laughs> right. And what he's really this came from a trade magazine. So yeah. what the, what he's really talking to there is like the drugstores, the corner drugstores. Yeah, you can sell this without worrying. You can about sell it. this; it's yeah. good, no problem. Yeah. You know, it's not going to hurt anybody. You're not going to get sued over yeah. it or or any of that. Or just you know laws and limits. Turn of the century that we have to figure out sometimes when people don't do the right thing and just sell anything. Right, and that's the turn of the century progressive era. Yeah. So that's kind of the climate that he's dealing with while he's coming up with this business. It says one of these certificates is in every box and jar, just to make sure you just know. to make absolutely <laughs> right. take it to the courthouse. <laughs> hey, look. look, they said there wasn't any of this stuff in there. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we've also got a backstory about how the gum came to be invented. Yeah, that's what I'm fun. wondering. Like, how did it play out? Okay. So, the backstory here John Colgan, pioneer, 
chewing gum manufacturer. And this had, so this is where they're kind of giving, doing a little tribute to him when he passed away. Okay. Died February 1st at his home of Bright's disease. Mr. Colgan was a lifelong resident of Louisville and is one of its best-known citizens. At 19 years of age, he entered the drug business, and while thus engaged, he purchased balsam tolu for the preparation of cough syrups. And we saw how it was used for as a cough medicine ingredient. Yeah. Okay. And he conceived the idea of sweetening and rolling the tolu into sticks, which he gave away to his neighbors and customers. On one occasion, a drummer informed him. This is the part of the story I didn't really understand. Like, who's this random drummer? Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it like some, some guy that drums down the street all day? Like, I don't know. Right. He came across him. Um, one occasion, a drummer informed him of a large quantity of chicle, which had been imported by a New Orleans druggist for experimentation. Mm-hmm. It was the hope of the New Orleans man to use the chicle for a substitute for rubber. But the experiment failed, and the chicle would go to the first person who offered to buy it. The suggestion was made that it could be used for chewing gum. Mr. Colgan was laughed at for buying the chicle, and when it was delivered, the small mountain of chicle attracted a great deal of attention. <laughs> okay. This is, really so this is apparently, yeah, it's, it's supposed be to be like this just unbelievably large amount like a vat of it right yeah. okay like a mountain of it basically is what this is yeah he's thinking uh, maybe we can chew it <laughs> <laughs> and he was told you always see these doubters right steamboat that'll never work yeah alaska why would you buy that this is another one of these moments moon landing all <laughs> fake you're right. <laughs> Space shuttle. It's a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they drew it in a little studio, right? <laughs> he was told that all the world would not chew up that quantity of gum. Ah. However, his friends were mistaken, and when he mixed the balsam tolu and the chicle together, the first chewing gum, as it is known today, was produced. The use of chicle inaugurated by Mr. Colgan made possible the tremendous development of chewing gum yeah. making in the United States. And today, the chicle used exceeds 5 million pounds per year. So that's by, by the time of his death, right? It's, it's gone from nothing to 5 mm -hmm. million pounds per year as an industry. Mr. Colgan founded the Colgan Taffy Tolu Company of this city, which is Louisville. Several years ago, he retired, selling the business to the Auto Sales Gum and Chocolate Company of New York. Mr. Colgan always took an active interest in the affairs of the retail drug trade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, and now it's on everybody's shoes. Right. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. It's almost as scary as the first person who ever drank milk. I've thought that about the first person who ate an onion. Sure. Yeah. You dig that out of the ground. You don't... I don't like the smell of those things yeah. out in the yard Why are and all we that stuff. Those things. Or <laughs> eggs. Those eggs that I would go get. These were all people who were on like the verge of death and this was the only thing they had to sustain themselves. Right. That's gotta be true of the onion. And there's there, there's no doubt in my mind about that. Yeah. Some people do like it. What's though. the most commonly like like thing that you hate? You know what I mean? Like it's it might a, be the onion. It, it might be the onion. Yeah, the that, onions are everywhere, man. Yeah, like like you go to the, they're on the hamburger, they're on the pizza. Yeah, they're right. any, they're everywhere. They're they're baked into the lasagna. 
You can't, you can't trust any casseroles anywhere. <laughs> and then they turn it into a powder, and you can have onion powder. Uh-huh. That's actually not so bad. It's uh, it's the biting into it and that little burst know, of onion explosion. It, yeah. So it's like the texture. Cells of liquid. It's the texture, but also the, the, the taste, too. <laughs> well, onion's easy to hate, right. though. Like oh you think so like what's a what's a fruit I'll make it easy what's a fruit that you just hate blackberries yeah <laughs> I don't like blackberries that's nuts I know I like everybody likes them but yeah I don't. that's what I mean yeah and then I got a reverse of that too which is so I really like mustard but I can really understand how other people wouldn't like it all right anyway gum yeah he invented gum good for him he invented gum and so he was like a, he's like an underrated figure out there right have anything to do with toothpaste because his name is colgan uh Colgate. not that i have seen no i don't i think there's two different i think uh, i'm confusing him two, with, with <laughs> two the different guy that does braces and people and we'd have to see that yeah, who knows but then the toothpaste and the teeth mm-hmm. and yeah let's pay a few bills We've got here this part of the program brought to you by Pargney and Ranhofer's Ladies Restaurant on 3rd Street in Louisville. We beg leave to inform our patrons, the public in general, and the ladies in particular, (laughs) that we we have fitted up in in connection with our confectionery, confectionery, a ladies saloon. Or restaurant exclusively for their use. Exactly. Ladies ladies can enter either direct from the street or through our store and may rest assured that we can and will furnish such dainties and delicacies as can and will not be attempted in any other restaurant in this city. Then they can go, you know, throw back some... Mimosas, uh, mimo- <laughs> apple teas. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Don't That's worry what, about people Brent, like us. That's the way Brent sees women <laughs> drinking. Yeah, we're gonna get hate mail. <laughs> well, now that you've done all that, um, at that time it would not have been nice for a decent woman to enter any sort of saloon of any sort, right? So this uh, allows her to men's do establishments, the, yeah. Yeah, so it's like a club, really, where you can come here and don't have to worry about the shame and or men <laughs> that are in right. other bars or saloons. It's kind of like Curves, right? So you've got a gym no, it's not that's like just curves for at all. women. It's not like Curves? How's it not like Curves? Well, it's, um, yeah, it's just for women, but they're not <laughs> exercising. They're Right. What'd you say again? <laughs> Mimosas. Mimosas. He said apple teenies. <laughs> What's wrong with the apple team? Nothing. Whatever uh, kills it the best. <laughs> and whatever kills the show the best, right? Yeah, I think that did it. <laughs> all right. Well, we all, all know that it's Producer Appreciation Month. Oh, I thought that was the end. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're right. It is the month. Yeah. So we gotta, you know, we've already done one week of the month, and so we've got to keep going, obviously. So we've got to do a little tribute to Todd. And here is a quote. Best of any song is bird song in the quiet. But first you must have the quiet. <laughs> Wendell Berry. See how deep that is? I'm not sure Wendell Berry said that. I think my wife said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You must have the quiet. It's always the quiet. Get that tattooed down your arm. That's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about 100th episode publicity stunt. Oh, yeah. Todd gets a tattoo? 
Todd gets a tattoo of Wendell Berry's polo. Well, I tell you what, uh, Wendell Berry is one of my favorite writers. So, oh really? You know, you've heard of him? Oh yeah. Okay, well, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he. If, 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 I'm not sure if this is the correct title of the book or not. It's the Malcontented Farmer. Uh huh. It's, it's a it's a book of poems about about nature and farming. Yeah. And yeah. It's it's awesome. Hmm. Yeah, I would love to have Wendell Berry as a guest. What? Well, how the heck are we going to get Wendell Berry to care about? Well, we he, may not. He just, he just heard it. <laughs> and so now he's going to come rushing to the studio mm-hmm. to do the next episode. Well, that's great that you picked that, not knowing that Todd would love it. Yeah, that's perfect. I, yeah. uh, I need to. I need that to, does uh, show appreciation. That's producer appreciation it, if it, we have ever exactly. encountered it. Yeah. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. More violence. Or the Todd we, Fox. <laughs> 98.3. You know that's what... That the, would be a good radio that's what name you want to do. Him, right? I think that's really what Brent wants to do. He wanted to be a radio DJ. It never worked out. And, and now then, he's so now killing we're it. we're here at the podcast. <laughs> it's like, not going to let it die. No. <laughs> These last two, this one and the one before, um, have been good. All right. <laughs> we have now turned to the final page of this chapter. But that's okay. Old Kentucky Tales never fails to return, except maybe after that ladies' restaurant incident. You can download even more episodes on iTunes or the NPR One app. If you like what you hear, please leave a review or rate us. And so special thanks line, to line. all the people that, <laughs> that we always thank, like the art school and WKCTC, right. Todd Birdsong. Todd. And the rest is history.